When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm your host, Jill, here on Zoom with my co-host, Heather. Hi, everybody. And Joe. Hello. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode 15, X's. But before we do, as always, we'll each take a turn holding the feeling stick. Heather, would you like to go first? Yes, I'm just going to say that I'm super excited about my new cookbook. I love it. The names are hysterical. The recipes are very, I like that they're old school. They're a little more complicated than new school, which just makes for better food. And I am have not started the recipes because I'm waiting till a certain person comes into town. His name starts with J and ends in E. Joe, oh, that's me. <laughs> makes it sound like his name's joey so to clarify yeah. the cookbook you're talking about is taste like schmidt the unofficial oh, new girl yeah. cookbook and we'll yeah. be having a giveaway on our instagram very soon we're almost at ten thousand followers and i kind of wanted to wait to that so we could use the swipe up feature to really like showcase the book but we'll see what happens but it's coming we're not lying joe and do you have a feel will be outside dave's banana nut muffins oh joe do you even oh. like banana nut muffins I don't like banana nut muffins. <laughs> but you love banana nut bread. I do. I do. That's true. Okay, Joe, do you have a feeling sick? <laughs> um, no. Uh, the only thing I did tonight was I watched a movie called Duff with Annie from Good Girls. Oh, the movie The Duff. I love that movie. That's cute. And she's, a, she's a high school kid in that. But yet an adult in what I saw. I thought that was kind of weird. Well, that movie is several years old. So I don't know if she was high school age, but she was younger. She always looks young, though, regardless. I know. Ooh. Uh, this is from a show you don't watch. Oh, actually, she was on Parenthood. She was Lauren Graham's daughter on Parenthood. Oh, May? Was there her character name? Yeah, I forget her real name. Oh, May Whitman, right? May Whitman. I love May. Okay, so my feeling sick is a little bit of feedback we got about our last podcast which was the prince episode apparently despite this not being a prince podcast we were supposed to know that prince is famous for serving pancakes at parties at his house embarrassing now i googled it and it's not entirely accurate i guess he just really loved to cook breakfast food and he did have a few parties where he had pancakes or ordered some room service with pancakes so sorry we didn't know that guys in our research but we all learned something new prince loved pancakes did he use purple food coloring in it Also, we're going to have the contest for the cookbook soon, like I already said. And lastly, and I want everyone, especially Heather, to stay calm. We will be having a break next week. We've been out a year and a half. We've only taken a one week. 
We've only taken a one week break. So we're going to take one more just so we could backlog some episodes. Joe's coming to visit soon. We're going to do some in, um, in person and we appreciate your understanding. So let's get into it with season three, episode 15 X's. The Netflix description is Jessica, not Jess. Jessica Ooh. teaches Nick how to be friends with his ex. And Coach borrows Schmidt Law for a date that gets cut short by Schmidt and his own date. Joe, what is your Joe Flicks description of this episode? I think it should have been called when your ex just doesn't get the text. Oh, okay. Like the subtext? Right. Could have several meanings or connotations to it because... Mm -hmm. As we will discuss, somebody read the text way wrong. And that's why I hate text because texts never give tone. So you never know what people's tone are. So when you do XOXO, people take that literally versus someone says, oh, that's a friend. That's a nice thing to do. That's okay. Very good. Drive up for Joe Flicks, Heather. Welcome, Joe. So, Joe, when you visit in California, you're going to have to look over the cookbook because they want a Joe Flick's description of the cookbook. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised if they use it on the website. I wouldn't be surprised if they change the cover to feature Joe. Okay. Guest stars from this episode include Adam Brody, who plays Berkeley, who's most famously known for being on the OC, but he was also in Single Parents. And ironically, he was in Promising Young Woman with Max Greenfield and played a terrible, disgusting character. Wait, he was in Single Parents? Yeah, he was the main girl's, like, boyfriend who came back. He was the oh, dad. Oh, the kid's the dad in the zoo. Right. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, who needs no introduction, who plays Leslie. Although at the time, I don't think she was famous yet. So she wouldn't need an introduction then. Yeah. Malia Rose, who plays Sarah. And Jenny Mueller, who plays Lynn. So with that, we will jump into the episode. We open in the loft with Winston studying to take the LAP, LAPD exam, which isn't every day. It's on Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> He's not going to wait till Friday. And Nick and Jess are talking about their trip to the farmer's market. And we see in a flashback, Nick runs into Caroline, freaks out, knocks the whole entire stand of fruit over. And Nick's <laughs> like, you can't be friends with your exes. And Jess likes, you can. I'm friends with Berkeley, this ex-boyfriend we've never heard about before. Okay. And Coach agrees that you can't. And Nick's just saying the only reason you're friends with an ex is because you're trying to still sleep with them. And everyone's just on a different page about it. Any thoughts on that scene before I move on? Yeah, I like that when Nick sees her, he calls her Caroline from my past. Yeah. <laughs> think but you don't say no you definitely want to be like heather from my past exactly and then also i don't know if it's my imagination or not but uh i thought caroline looked really beautiful but she almost like different well i mean you know some years had passed like years had passed because i wouldn't have like instantly known it was caroline yeah i think the last episode we saw her at the wedding i think she's actually the, the real person was pregnant then because I remember they had her in a real odd oh, loose outfit probably yeah. that's probably why she definitely looked look different and then I think it's hilarious when Nick falls of course mm-hmm. and also in that opening scene is Jess wearing a jean jacket or is that corduroy no I thought it was a denim jacket yeah I liked it but it just seemed very unjust yeah very so Schmidt announces to the group that he's finished with his loft and try to get everyone to come see it but no one cares 
Then for some reason, Nick and Jess are having a conversation in the bathroom. And he says that Caroline's crazy and there's no being friends with her. Just basically just needs to drop it. This, this episode, it's jumpy. So bear with us. I almost did it by storyline instead, but the viewers, yeah, listeners voted, one. the listeners voted they didn't like it that way. So we're doing it. We're sticking to this format. So we're at the bar and Schmidt clears his throat to speak to someone and says, sorry, I haven't talked all day. I'm alone in my loft. You couldn't even hear someone scream in there. It's so quiet or whatever. Scares the girl away. Cece's like, you're giving off a creepy vibe because you live alone. And he says that he's in a sexual drought right now, which is hard on someone like Schmidt. Well, I love it because Schmidt calls her Cecilia. And for some reason, I just love that. And then also, I understand Schmidt, like, not about that. But I mean, there's a lot of days where it's just my dog and I, and I don't have human contact, especially in COVID. So I can see how he's like super chatty when he finally gets to chat. Yes, as someone who's on the receiving end of your phone calls, I can say that you experience that too. Joe, you Yeah, and I'll just be like, blah, 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 blah. And I won't let the other person talk. Joe, do you ever experience that where your voice doesn't work the first time you talk or where you're excited to see someone? Um, I don't know. I think my voice works all the time, but I think... What are you um, at? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, what's funny about that scene is when CC goes, yeah, you're caressing your own arms, Schmidt. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah well, I've been working out. And uh, he, he just subliminally, you know, sees that. And you can only see, you might only see the working out on the, on the closed caption. Cause it was kind of like no, one of those quick. I managed to yeah. hear it, but yeah. <laughs> so we're um, with Nick and Caroline. Now we're meeting for coffee because Jess made him. And she says, you know, why did you walk out? Was it someone else? And he just talks nonstop rambling, won't answer her when he meets Jess around the corner and claims that everything went good, but Carolyn drives by and starts mm. screaming. It was like, I knew it was her. Oh, awkward. Awkward. So we're back at the loft and we see the flashback to Nick's rambling and Caroline's texting him thinking that he was cheating on her. And she's just getting really mad. And Jess is like, I'm going to text Berkeley, which is such a weird move. I think I'll text my ex-boyfriend. Maybe um, what's that? Made no sense really to do that. And then Nick takes the phone and sees that she's been leading him on by saying things like calling him babe and signing it XOXO, as Joe mentioned. And while he's realizing that all that's happening, Caroline's texting him, quoting scripture, but with cussing. Ooh, that sounds disturbing. Pretty bad mix. So while this drama is going on, the guys walk over to Schmidt's because he's been begging them to see the new loft and... He gives them a coupon for a free sub, which is how he got them to come over and shows them promised. what he goes as promised. As there's promised. Your, there's right. your sub coupon. And then Winston goes, I think I'll get ham. Yeah. <laughs> Noticed that too. And then he shows them his 15 different quote bang spots, end quote. And the guys are so jealous of how cool the loft is. So he says, Mi casa is su casa and has made each of them keys, which I know that Schmidt is lonely. And he wants everyone to come over and hang out. But this makes no sense to me because he's a neat freak. He works so hard on the place. He's just going to start passing out keys to knuckleheads, basically. You know what I mean? It would be like me doing that. Yeah. Nobody has except for me. Yes. And a friend I 
anymore. Oh, well. Well, he made the keys with the shape of a guitar because he goes, because this place is always rocking. Oh, I thought he said, because you rock. Uh, no. I, said, I think he said this place is rock. And then Coaches was like a star kissing a rainbow or something. Yeah, <laughs> some weird thing, yeah. And he's like, bleh, I love it. So now we're back at the loft and we meet Berkeley, who is a total hippie. And Jess explains the problem to him. And he says, exes are like babies and has some really stupid analogy. And just says, you need to face her and let her talk. And Nick decides to take Berkeley's advice after watching the two interact and be, quote, friends, end quote. But we're back at the bar. (laughs) We're all over the place in this episode. And Schmidt successfully manages to find a girl who will come home with him, but in a separate car. And that's all we get in that scene. And we're back at the loft and Jess is doing dishes and Berkeley runs up to her and says he's going to leave his wife so they can finally be together after what she said at the table to him. And Jess is like, oh no, knowing not only that she's made a mess of the situation, but that Nick's going to be right, which is the worst part of all. But before we dive deeper into that, we're back at Schmidt's loft and Tiffany Haddish is inside the loft when he walks in and she's like, are you Schmidt's friend? Because Coach said his name was Schmidt in case there was any male laying around. So Coach says, yes, this is my friend, Frank Monopolis. <laughs> the pronunciation, because it changes later. Gabopolis, yeah. What's that? Gabopolis. Gabopolis. You phrase Gabopolis <laughs> later. <laughs> We're back in the regular loft. And they're arguing, Jess is arguing with Berkeley. And she doesn't want Nick to know that she was right. So she's also trying to hide it while Caroline is throwing a brick and a two by four at a car. That's not Nick's. And I love when he yells, that's not my car. I parked on this street. Wait, why am I telling you? (laughs) Classic Nick. So now we're back at Schmidt's and coach convinces Schmidt to let him stay in the bedroom with, I forget Tiffany Haddish's character's name, but her. And he would so confusing and so real schmidt walks into the guest room and finds winston and birdie and birdie's like hey it's me birdie like (laughs) we know and we're back at the regular loft this is a mess i definitely should have done it by (laughs) storyline caroline's at the door and um she's trying to get in but they won't open it and we see jess finally tell Berkeley, I don't love you. And he starts yelling, you don't love me. You led me on for 10 years. Nick hears her and says, I was right. Hold on, Caroline. So he could watch the whole argument unfold. And Berkeley- Is that when Jess says, pretend this is attached and water is coming out? Yeah, that happened. And then he act all sexy. She goes, I'm not feeding you water. Not like that. (laughs) Dance move. That was a fun, and I don't know why when she pulls the water hose off, she goes, damn it, Winston, because it's Nick who fixes stuff. It's Nick who does, I thought the same thing. Yeah, me, I think maybe, well, someone will tell us if we're wrong. I know that. So we'll find maybe out. Maybe it was a prank. Oh, good one. It probably was a prank. Too small, Winston. So um, let's see. Berkeley opens the door because he thinks that he's going to get Nick and Caroline back together. But we're back with Schmidt who's making a plan with the guys and thinking that this is so fun. And the guys are like, whatever. And the plan's just to stay in your zone, not come out, not make any loud noises. Back at apartment 4D, 
Jess tells Caroline, I did not steal your boyfriend. And Caroline's like, I want a timeline now. Jess gives it and Caroline's like, oh, look, I'm so happy for you. You're the girlfriend now. It's the beginning, but one day you'll be the ex. He'll stop, you know, paying attention to you. Basically two years will have passed and you still won't know why he broke up with you. And Jess starts crying and heads to the bathroom. Nick follows her and says, you know what? You're right. Caroline does deserve to know. And you should hear too why I broke up with her. But before we get to that scene, Tiffany Haddish gets thirsty, runs out to the kitchen, sees Frank Skabopoulos with another girl. Someone says Schmidt's real name. And she's like, I thought you was Frank Skabopoulos. And then everyone's confused. It's like a classic sitcom moment. And then suddenly Winston bursts through the door and is like, I am Frank Skabopoulos. Oh, that was hilarious. It was Theodore K. Mullen's voice. (laughs) But also at some point, a coach tells the girl, don't drink the water. My contacts are in it. Yeah, that's in the first bed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't drink the water on the nightstand because there's my contacts in it. Like, what? There's there's a a lot of good lines that we just don't have time to go into that I wrote down. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard, but anything that happened in the in Schmidt's loft is pretty funny. Oh, hilarious. So Nick tells Caroline he never cheated, but he might as well have because he fell in love with Jess the minute she came through the door. And I hate to oh. be hater, but there's an inaccuracy here because in a way later season, in a way later scene, when Nick's talking about when he fell in love with Jess, he said he saw her before she came in the door. When she was trying to buzz in, he saw her through the window. So that's always bothered me because it's like, well, that's not what you say in a couple seasons from now. But that's just being nitpicky. But I had to say it. Well, I think the he's being mean enough to Caroline. No need to go into extra. Yeah. I saw her from a distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Touche, Heather. Good point. So Jess apologizes to Berkeley and she takes responsibility for playing some part in the mixed signals. And she and I like when Berkeley says, I love you, Jessica. It feels so good to say that out loud and not to my sleeping wife. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty creepy dude. Who is yeah, Berkeley got weird despite their friendship. So Jess says to Nick after everyone leaves, you love me right away. For me, it was later. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I know. And then the episode ends with Schmidt just rattling off the different sex positions or bang spots and furniture, which my personal favorite was, quote, sex on a rug. Why mess with a classic? <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes the episode. I apologize. That was a very spotty episode recap. But in my defense, that was a hard episode to recap. Yeah, it was it was a great episode though. Really, really quick witted, and maybe because like the Prince episode was like all of them and kind of all about Prince. Mm-hmm. This one it just seemed jam packed with one liners and antics. I was like, I can't believe that it. it was a lot to take in for a podcaster. And it almost was our four favorite formula of everyone in the same spot. They're at least in the same building. Yeah, that that wall between them. Yeah, made it hard to get it all written down. I mean, there's just there's so much rich stuff in here. So bring that brings us to Jess looks. So as always, we'll start with Joe because he has so much to say about Jess looks. Joe, what's your favorite Jess look from this episode that pertains to this episode? Well, she had the same outfit on the whole show. Two outfits. Okay, two outfits. Yeah, but I didn't notice the jean jacket one, so mm. the later one, I didn't notice either. 
Heather, what was your favorite? Did you even notice any of her outfits? I did. I noticed both. Um, I went with the jean jacket ensemble because I like purple and there was purple in that. But I also, I, I, I really did like the, the purse that she used with the brown dress. Mm. So accessories for one and look for the other. You know what this show was, though? This was, this was a show that was hard to focus on clothing or lack thereof. Okay. Because it was really a show, I think, of facial expressions. Mm. Oh. You, you really watched the show. The, the amount of time, like usually there's like one or two times where they'll show a facial expression that says a thousand words, you know, but in this episode, like Nick's face, probably, they probably cut to it like 10 times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? During and the conversation. Yeah. And then Jess's face again, like 10 times, every time Berkeley said something, she's like, her eyes are getting big or they're rolling or they're side-eyed, or just something, you know? So there was a lot of that going on that really isn't, like, you know, obvious, but just adds to the moment. Yeah, I agree. And I, I yeah. think that's especially true of Schmidt in every episode. And also, Nick can have some good facial expressions, but this, this is an episode that really showcases them because there's, especially when... Jess is arguing with Berkeley and he's telling her all the times that he she gave him mixed signals and Nick's just like is and his body not just his face like reacting like with so much joy but also disgust like he's on Berkeley's side but happiness because he was right without saying a lot so good point Joe nice insight Joe so my favorite dress look was the dress and sweater she wore for the majority of the episode I actually did think that was a really good dress I will say that I'm a little surprised maybe it's just this season I always think of New Girl as just having like the best clothes, pajamas and dresses, but we haven't like had a lot of, I'm, I'm thinking it's in the later seasons. Cause no, the first season was super strong. I just have to season, notice this season, maybe it's cause she's dating Nick. So they like dialed things down. I just, I don't know. I mean, I already know what's going to be my best just look for the season. And it's not even that spectacular, but it's like the one thing I actually liked. Wow. Bold statement. I'm so that brings us to best dressed in general. Joe, is, let's just lead off with you again because you love fashion. <laughs> well, another subtle thing that I thought was hilarious. And I guess, I don't know if this is my favorite because they're really not dressed. But when he when he opened the door, <laughs> Schmidt opened the door oh. and saw Bertie and Winston in there. Oh. And Winston <laughs> had this little cop hat on. Yeah. <laughs> That cop hat was hilarious. I just, saw, I just saw the little cop hat that was like for a four year old. And I like how I'm it was like a little, a little crooked too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a great best dress. That is an eye for detail right there. Heather, what's yeah, your best dress? Uh, well, mine's not as interesting as Joe's, but I actually just, I love Berkeley's sweater. Even like this morning, I was going to the gym and it was so cold. And I was like, ooh, I wish I had a cozy sweater like that. That's why I literally wrote down Berkeley hippie sweater. <sighs> Same Z. Because between the hair and the sweater just said so much about who he is. Like when then she goes, did you get that bamboo high chair? You don't want a high chair made out of bamboo. That's No, cool. that was hilarious. <laughs> Look it on the internet. He would. Anyways. <laughs> favorite schmidt moment we'll give joe a break from leading off and start with you heather 
Well, they're both, both of these moments, there's actually two take place in his loft, um, is when he goes, fine coach, I'll use the guest room like an animal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bedroom. And you know but it's probably also, so beautiful. Of course, because it's Schmitz. And then also, I love the joy in his little face when like everything's all crazy and the girls and everything. Yeah. And then he's all, wait, wait, guys, I'm so glad we're doing this. And he was just beaming. That's a good one. Joe, what about you? Favorite Schmidt moment? I like when, so he's with the blonde at the bar mm-hmm. and he's like, she's like, well, where do you live? he's like you're a big girl you'll figure it out like we're to park we're to park yeah <laughs> yeah we're to park and <laughs> big girl, you'll figure it out and it kind of just cuts away to a one shot of her but then he comes back <laughs> and he's yeah. like uh he, uh, right down the street from six and by the way yeah. you can't take a right on fifth there's no red there's no yeah. right turn on fifth <laughs> and for whatever reason that actress she was so beautiful she reminded me of tara reed when Tara Reed was yet. Oh yeah, I could see that. My so favorite Schmidt moment is how excited he was to show everybody the apartment, even though no one else was excited. And then how excited yeah. he was when they got there and as promised, he gave them the coupons. But my real favorite was when he had the phlegm in his throat and he hadn't talked to anybody yet because I know how much Heather loves Schmidt. And sometimes yes. I'll talk to Heather in the morning and I'll be like, whoa, you're like a lot right now. It's like, you're the first person I've talked to today. <laughs> <laughs> So now I try and call her past noon so my like mom or another friend can get that enthusiasm. Oh, it's that way. Early morning contact with you. Also because I have to take my son to school and go to work, but yeah. Well, there's such a thing as cell phones. There's a zero on the jar count and that brings us to favorite funniest moment overall. Joe, what was yours? The best moment was actually, it, it was chaos and I mm. loved it. It was a time when there was so much going on. Caroline is banging on the door. Mm-hmm. Berkeley's giving his confession. Mm-hmm. And the other girl's looking for Schmidt banging on that door. And they're just cutting back and forth, back and forth. So you don't really see all the conversation. You just see bits and pieces. And it. it's just very chaotic to watch. But that it was hilarious. So cool. The timing was hilarious. I agree. And we also know about the chaos happening behind Schmidt's door at the same time. So there's so many layers of chaos. Good one, Joe. Heather, what's your favorite or funniest moment? Uh, well, because there were so many lines, I'm not going to go into them all, but it was the the entire Jess and Berkeley scene. I mean, right. and then, I, but I wrote in parentheses, if I could, I would say the whole episode. I thought the whole episode was hilarious. Nice. Okay, that's fair. So my favorite or funniest moment, first of all, I just, I don't know why. I love anything I ever see Tiffany Haddish in. I just like her a lot. Even when she's being interviewed, there's something so genuine about her and she's so funny. And I love when she comes out and she's like, that's Frank Skopopoulos because she gets the name wrong. And I'm like, I wonder if she did that or the script did it. And for some Uh. reason- like years and years past, I only watched the show once and I knew that Schmidt's name in that episode was Frank Skabopoulos because it just <laughs> stuck with me because I don't know, it's just something about it. Something you can't put your finger on that makes you like something. Yeah, she's neat. I saw her at the Met Gala one time mm-hmm. and she had this tiny little clutch purse and she had snackies in it. She's like, they don't feed us in there. <laughs> right, yeah. 
So that brings us to the Honey Roast Award, uh, which is a nice segue for me. So I'll go first because I gave it to Tiffany Haddish, who I don't believe at the time when I watched the episode, I knew who she was or she was as famous as she is now, yet managed to leave such a lasting impression on me all these years later. Joe, who or what gets your Honey Roast Award? Let's see. For this episode? Ah, we can't wait. <laughs> so far into the episode without you doing that. It would we be. almost made it. Almost. It probably would have to be, I would say it has to be Nick. Yeah, I'll give I'll give that to Nick because he had so much going on and he was trying to just sweep it under the rug and sweep it in the past, but it was hilarious how it kept coming out. And then he kind of flipped the tables when he's like, see, I'm right, I'm right. Now, now he flipped the tables on her relationship, mm-hmm. but in the end he ended up kissing her and and being all happy so it came out good for him yeah jake had a lot to do in that episode he had the physical comedy when he saw caroline from his past and he had to go through a lot of emotions fear you know like haha to jess and frustration that she was kind of leading on her ex-boyfriend so yeah good call joe um heather honey roast Okay, my honey roast, it's funny that you would say physical comedy because I gave two honey roasts. I gave physical comedy, which goes to Caroline. Mm. The car was amazing, but what really got me, I mean, that door is yeah. so, and she's just going, I'm like, I hope she didn't get hurt. And she was like jumping in the air. She really got into it. She was, she was amazing for physical. Mm. Um, but for actual comedy, uh, I went ahead and gave that to Berkeley, or as he says in one of my favorite lines, not to be all guy with a baby. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He calls us, I'm not trying to be the guy with the baby, the baby, but he's the guy with the baby. Right. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Joe got it. <laughs> no, I just, the thing came up that we were running out of time, so I got distracted. Sorry. Already? Uh, we have 10 minutes left. So there was no bears in this episode that I caught. Did you guys catch any? Nope. Okay. That brings us to discussion questions. I'm going to lead it off because I feel like everyone's going to have the same one. Yes, Wait, just really quick. Um, the bamboo, is that like something to do with a bear? I mean, pandas eat bamboo, but I don't know if that's the reference. There we have, I found it. Okay. So I think the most obvious discussion question is, can exes be friends? And I think our podcast is the answer because Joe and I are... <laughs> divorced so yes they can be of course we have kids together so for a while you know we need to just figure it out but i consider joe one of like my really good friends joe i hope oh, you know this is gonna be awkward <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god he's not answering <laughs> well i don't think we send any texts with x's and o's x's and o's so there's no um uh no death tone because of the text you know what i mean yeah yeah but i mean to tell you the truth i mean i'm pretty much friends with all my exes i think i don't know one that i i couldn't call today and be able to catch up on well they're really good friends with you jill is what i was looking for (laughs) oh yeah yeah i'm good friends with you too but i mean I'm just saying, I thought the question was in general with all our texts, with all our exes. Heather, can exes be friends? I can be friends with your exes. I guess I'm not mine. Everyone I know thinks I'm married because you refer to Joe as your brother-in-law. So they get really- Joel, I, I had a dream once that you married someone else and I hated that person. I, 
I was at a restaurant like where I, I know the manager, like just from going there because Caden and I go so much. And I don't know what, how it came up to me, like vacations or money. And I was like, oh, well, you know, we have a single income. And he's like, oh no, you're with Caden's dad. And I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, well, you come in here with him to eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were married, but I get why people are confused because Joe and I are so close. Moving on, Joe, did you have a discussion question? So my discussion question, I guess, would be, has the crazy exes mm. ever, like, have they ever done, like, I guess, text, like, in a text, like, I like when Nick goes, oh, my God, it's getting really bad now. She just sent me smiley face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, have you ever gotten that from, like, where it's just like weird, but I mean, we have, we didn't really grow up in the digital age. Like yeah. when I broke up with yeah. exes, I, I don't think I've ever texted anybody because you just, you know, if you have a high school boyfriend or girlfriend, you, we didn't really text back then, you know what well, I'm saying? Well, we're old enough and smart yeah. enough to know you don't want to put stuff in writing necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And, and now these days, I mean, the kids these days, they get off so easy. I mean, I have kids quit on me from their job like by text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I don't get to sit down with them no more and have an exit interview. My exit interview is their text. It's so crazy. There's no human contact and it, it's all whether they're calling in or so I can just imagine in the relationships like if I'm mad at my friend, I'm going to just text. You're not my friend no more. Or you unfollow or you block. Yeah. Block. That offends everybody. I mean, I could unfollow someone. I don't even know I'm doing it. And half the generations would be offended. The other half wouldn't even know or understand. Yeah, I don't have any crazy ex stories. Do you, Heather? No, you I mean, well, oh, I thought he said crazy ex texts or experiences. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I did. Um, the the one guy who was into stealing cars and stuff. He was also into drinking at night, very late, and making phone calls. But I was in that really cool window of time. Texting hadn't started, but they did have blocking on the landline. Mm. So I was, I've had insane exes. Have I been afraid for my life? Yeah, a couple times. But well, I mean, not like that. <laughs> like they call and they're threatening me and like, well, we have to get back together. Like okay, okay. Good answer. <laughs> but I mean, I made it through. Star 69 was the block, remember? Star no, that was to call back someone. That was to call back and catch up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, Heather, we only have four minutes left. Did you have a discussion question? One. Discussion yeah, question. I have some good ones, Um, but I'm going to have to go with one relating to the show. That would be good. <clears throat> uh, Jess feels that she was not leading Berkeley on, but he thinks she was. Do you agree or disagree? Ooh, I agree that she was, but I don't think she was doing it knowingly. Jess is really oh. and wanted to maintain a genuine friendship. I have a similar problem, not with leading people on, but because I'm so bubbly and like talkative that people will be like, oh, you were hitting on that guy or the guy will be like, like you were hitting on me. And I'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I was just being myself. Um, so I think that, yes, she led him on, but it was a hundred percent, not intentional Joe. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was not, it was not intentional because 
you have to understand the personality of people too. Like, like if people knew my personality, when I said like satirical stuff, they know, oh, that's, that's just Joe being silly versus, you know, oh, I'm going to take that wrong. He really meant that kind of thing. Cause most of the time when I text you, it's going to be in humor. You know what I'm saying? Funny text. You do, Joe. I love What about you? Well, okay. Similar to you. Uh, not with men, but because I'm chatty and nice, people always think I'm their friend. And it's like, okay, no, we're not friends, but they think we are. So it's a little crazy. Um, but as far as Jess, I, I'm going to go ahead and give some ownership of this all around. Mm. I think Jess takes a little bit because she's extra. And Berkeley has to take some ownership because Berkeley's insane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like seven And also... Do we have time for a quick question about Schmidt's loft? Oh, real quick. Why is it two bedroom when the other loft is three bedrooms and a library? Well, just like an apartment building, all the apartments are going to have different layouts. That's normal. Oh, okay. Okay. So while we have a couple minutes, I do want to say one quick thing about uh, when you text someone and you read the tone weird. Heather took her dog to this community event in the city we live in where there was police officers and I shared it in our story. Her dog took a picture with a ridiculously, I mean, uh, objectively, just anyone would agree, very handsome police officer. Like he looked like he belonged to some sort of police officer calendar. And, a young Mark Consuelos. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. So I text the picture to Joe and we teased Joe because Sprinkles is in love with Joe. And I was like, oh, she's cheating on you. And he writes back like, it'll never last, whatever. So Heather posted the picture on her Facebook, but then she also went to the city page, like a, you know, informational community page run by a person and posted it there. And so Joe, instead of replying- Like 170 people or something commented. Yeah. So Joe was thinking he's commenting on Heather's page, comments on the page that's for our city. And he's like, well, he might fight bad guys and do this and that, but he can't hold a dog, right? It'll never last. And the moderator deleted it. (laughs) Because they thought Joe was like knocking the police, which he would never do, but it'll never last. And why is he holding that dog like a football? It was so (laughs) insulting if you didn't have the context. And I said to her like, oh my God, what do we do? We have to get him to take it down. Well, we didn't need to. The moderator of the whole page took it down. Good job, Joe. What? And they got it down quick. I thought I was replying to to Heather. This is reinforcing how you don't understand how to use texting. Oh, you know what? We have less than a minute. We're going to leave you on that note. We'll see you guys not next week because we're taking one week off and we appreciate you understanding. Heather, you're fine. And have a great week. Bye. Bye, everybody.